Looking for clarity and confidence when it comes to decision-making for your business? You've come to the right place. You're now listening to the Atomic Business Coaching Podcast. Tommy, the work sucks. Yes, it does, Adam. Boy, does it suck lately. <laughs> and if you're listening, the work probably sucks for you, too. Or maybe it doesn't. Maybe maybe you're like full of like excitement. I love what I do every day. And it's so passionate about it. And oh, everything's, you know, rainbows and sunshine. But if you're in that position, you're probably not making the money that you want to make. You probably don't have the success that you want because it's all amazing and you love it. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to talk about today, Tom, how the work sucks and it should suck. It's supposed to suck. All right. Very true. You know, a lot of us think that you can escape the suck, so to speak, that every job or every business, you know, if I just did this for myself, it would be easier. If I just did it and I'd have to come to work and work for the man and work for the, and do that job, it would be better. But the bottom line is that work in general just sucks. Don't try to sugarcoat it. Don't try to make it better. Don't try to find another way out. It's all about what you do with it. Yep. You know, a lot of people, you probably heard this and it's like, fine. How do they say it? It's like, find what you love to do and you'll never work a day in your life. You've heard that before, right? Yeah, of course. Have you ever done that? Have you ever experienced that? Very infrequently. (laughs) No. So, Here's the thing is people say that and it's really nice. You know, it's a nice thought. It's a great mindset. Find what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. But the thing is, can you make any money doing that? Right. Or is that just a hobby? Mm-hmm. You know, and what most people tend to find who say that, right? Cause people will say that based on their experience and they're like, but I love what I do and I'm making money doing it. And what I've found over two decades is the people that say that I personally know, like find what you love to do. And you never work a day in your life. And I'm like, wow, what do you love to do? And what they tell me is one thing. And what I think they would like to say is another. Because what they've ended up doing, Tom, is they have found to love the thing that they're really good at. Mm -hmm. Right? It's not that they loved it and then they did that all the time. It's that they became really good at something. And then they loved it because they were good at it. Right. And then they're like, but I do what I love. So I never work a day in my life. Well, now you love it, but you didn't love it at first. It sucked. Yeah. It sucked. Absolutely. And, and this is what we want people, especially who are purple collar professionals to understand. And again, I know you've heard this before, but I'm going to say it. A purple collar professional is somebody who has two aspects to their industry, both the blue collar aspect and the white collar aspect. They're doing the labor and they're doing the sitting at a computer and a desk. Right. They're doing those two things. And this is the term that we want to become more well known, which is purple collar. So you're doing both those things. The people that listen to us also own a business. Mm -hmm. So for those people in the beginning, they typically leave a company. They start their own business because they're really good at something. And in that beginning stages, they're the practitioner, as we said in the past, right? They're the person that's doing each and everything. And then they reach this level of success where they're making more money than they've ever made before, but they're paying themselves less than they used to when they had a job. And they're really confused. And at that moment, they usually come and work with us and we help transition them into leadership. Okay. And this is where they're going to run the business, Mm -hmm. not really do the thing that they learned to love. So at that point in time, and if you're at this point, you have to realize what you're about to do is going to suck. Every single day, it's going to be painful. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're not going to like doing the things. It's going to feel annoying. 
You're not going to get pleasure out of it. Even if you do get fulfilled, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I have to do more of it. And the point of this is when you become the leader of an organization, it's not about you anymore. It's about the organization. It's not about the work that you're doing. It's about the people who work for you doing the work that they have to do. It's not about your personal success. It's about the business's success. And all of that sucks. So instead of trying to fulfill what your passion is through this, what we want you to do is deal with your problems by getting rich. I think you've heard that on Wolf of Wall Street. Leonardo DiCaprio said that. Deal with your problems by getting rich. And if the problem is I don't love what I do every day, we want you and your business to make so much money so that when I ask you that question, what do you love? It has nothing to do with your business. Right. It's the things you actually love. Mm-hmm. And you make enough money and you have enough time that now you can go do the things that you really do love. Because at the end of the day, as much as you think you love the work that you do, you'd rather be doing something else with someone else. Is that right, Tom? Yeah, 100%. You know, it's all about the, you know, you think of all the byproducts of the hard work and getting rich. And the byproducts of getting rich is the time freedom. It's the time that you can do whatever the hell you want to do. It's the thing you can go buy whatever you want to buy. It's the, it's all of the byproducts that comes from the work that sucks. And that's what we have to see is, is we have to tie the benefit of the work to the work because if we can, if we have a goal, if we have a, a mindset that we're doing this for a reason, right? We just have to get to that thing that we're doing it for. Then it doesn't matter if it sucks or not. Because it's the byproduct that we're really shooting for. It's the outcome that we're really shooting for. And what's that? The outcome is really, I mean, for me, it's freedom. You know, okay. the, the outcome is being able to spend the time with my family to do the things that I want to do and not have to, you know, think twice about things, you know, so I'll work hard and I'll do the sucky work. And every purple collar professional has that, right? There's the element of the job that you do like to do, right? There's certain aspects of the job you like to do that, you know, maybe you like the work that you do or you like doing certain projects or you like doing certain things. But there's a lot of things you don't like to do. There's like, I'm dreading like doing all of our 1099s for the business, but Tom, right? I'm dreading I'm putting gonna, that together. I'm going to cut you off for a second because even those, and this is the point that I'm trying to get to is even those things that you like to do, You've slowly convinced yourself that you like to do these things. And that's what I find most people who have built their own business do is they're like, okay, you know, so I can get through this day. I want to find a way that I can love doing this thing. Believe me, there are many things that you and I do in our business that I love, Mm -hmm. right? I say that. But if I compared them, if I wrote it down on a piece of paper compared to going out and playing golf or spending time with my daughter and, and doing projects and stuff or going to a ball game with my son or going on a date night with my wife. I guarantee you all those other things would outweigh the work that I'm saying that I love to do here. And that's what happens is we convince ourselves we love this thing so we can get through the day and we can do it. And you'll force yourself, you'll almost brainwash yourself into saying, I love doing this, so I got to go do it. And here's the problem. The problem is then you start stealing the time and money away from those things that you really love Mm -hmm. because you've convinced yourself you love this over here. And that's not the case. You have to know this sucks and I got to stop doing it as soon as possible. I don't want to do this anymore so I can go do the other things. And that's what it takes to run a successful business is being efficient. Okay. Saying, how do we get as much done in as little time for the least amount of money with the biggest profit possible? That's what it means to be a leader. 
giving your team what they need to do their job so you don't have to do it. Right. Giving your clients the outcome they desire so they stay with you. Right. Making sure that your numbers are in order so when you take time away, you know we're good. Yes. Okay. We don't want you getting into this place where you convince yourself, I'm doing this because I love it. Because you don't. You don't. Right. It's very true. You do get caught up in that and you, you forget that you really didn't love it at the beginning because you're so caught up in it because you're trying to convince yourself to get through the day. I love it. And you're a hundred percent right. So why don't we talk a little bit about what it takes to mm -hmm. do things that you suck, Tom? What is, so what does it actually take for someone that they, they're going into today and they're like, holy shit, this is about to suck. What do they need so they can actually do that? What's the mindset they need to take? Yeah, well, you need a resilient mindset. You need that grit mindset. You know, you have to get into the grit. You got to put the hard work in, just get to the work. And, and be resilient and persevere through whatever it is that you're working on, whatever that project is, or, you know, whatever that challenge is, just work through it, come up with the solution and keep moving forward. But you've got to put the energy and the effort behind it. You've got to put the work into it. And it takes a lot of grit. You know, we talk about grit in but our how? book. So how, how, like that's, it's nice to like hear it, right? So it's right. like, all right, go do the work and do that's great. And you may motivate somebody and like, I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to stop listening to podcasts. I'm going to go do the work. But how are they actually doing this? Like, how are they actually carrying forward and doing that work? You're, you're talking about grit. What does it take to have grit? What are the things you need to do to have grit? I mean, well, maybe you want to open our book and we'll read it. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, it's a service mindset, right? It, it's seeing that the everything, it's not about you. It's about the big picture. And it's about making things better for the greater whole. It's not just about you. And, and that's what you have to sometimes realize is that it's not about you. We tell our clients all the time, you're not special. I'm mm -hmm. not special. We're not special. We just have a, you know, it, it, a big vision for what we're really striving for. And that's what it's, it's bigger than us. And that's what it really takes to put grit in is, is to embrace this service mindset that this is bigger than me and it's not about me. So let's compare that to other things in your current life right now that you're usually in a service mindset, right? So maybe you have children, right? Mm -hmm. And I know for me, there are times, you know, yesterday I was watching football. It was the last Giants game of the year and these idiots freaking won and made themselves have a worse draft pick, but whatever. Sitting there watching the game and my daughter got a new set for her. She has like this llama. Mm -hmm. That she introduced all her stuffies. She has like this whole family of stuffies. And she went to the Target with her own money from Christmas and bought a school set. So a backpack, a desk, and all this stuff. And she's like, all right, daddy, can you play with me? I'm like, well, the Giants game just started. She's like, well, I want to have school and I, I'm going to be the teacher. The llama is going to be the student and you'll be my assistant. And I'm like, I guess so. We'll do this. And it's, I'm like, oh my God, this is about to suck. I want to watch football. Right. But my job is to be there for her. This is a moment that I can choose to be there with and for her. Right. And guess what? Her happiness in that moment was more important than the football game that I was going to about to watch. Mm -hmm. Now, some of you may say that's easy because it was the freaking giants, right. but I would have rather, you know, eaten some chips and watch the game and hoot and holler and not care about the world than do that. So it was about to suck. But what was more important to me was her happiness. I had to serve her in that moment. And 
reluctantly, I'm like, got off the couch because she wanted me to sit on the floor and do this. And, the, you know, everything about it was uncomfortable, just like it is in your business. It's all right. uncomfortable. I didn't want to do it. It was uncomfortable. But I knew this is not about me. This is not about my happiness. It's about hers. Right. And we sat there for about a half an hour and did this. And she had a blast. And what I got in return from that was just watching my little daughter just play and have a blast and so imaginative and pretend to be a teacher, which she was kind of a diva teacher, <laughs> like, <laughs> like a little like, oh, my God. Did you get abused was, as the assistant? Yeah, that- <laughs> she was telling me I'm doing things wrong and that's not how you do it. And I'm like, She's oh, definitely my your God. daughter. <laughs> I know, right? But the point is, like, in that moment. I, it wasn't, it sucked, right? But yeah. the outcome was actually really good. And it was the byproduct of that stuff that I ended up getting something that I didn't think going in. Right. I knew it was going to suck, but I did it anyway. And that's the key to this. When work sucks, you know it's going to suck, but you have to do it anyway. You've chosen these responsibilities. So you have to move into them. I mean, church is something that you serve, right? If you're religious and you go to church, do people want to get up early and go into church on Sunday and do all these things and say their prayers and listen and pay attention and be engaged and up and down and pray and do all these things? Maybe there's a few people that really want to do that, but most people to them, they're like, this part sucks, right? Right? They love the feeling they get out of it, but it sucks for them. Okay. Cause it, it intrudes them. Now others have adopted that and they've convinced themselves that this is all I want to do. Now, maybe for some people that is truly what they love to do. Mm-hmm. And the other things suck for them. Right. Right. It's all this other things and what's for you and what's in the service attitude. Exactly. So what are some things that you could think about Tom, yeah, where, it's, I, where it's a service attitude, but we, as humans, we just, we go and we do it anyway. I, you know, I think when somebody gets sick, you know, you think about it, you know, they, you got to go visit them in the hospital or whatever. And, you know, it, it's a pain in the ass to go to the hospital, find parking, pay for parking, do all of that. But when somebody is in need and really could use the help and you have that service oriented mindset, you put the other person before you put yourself, right? And that's what service is really about, is putting the needs of other people before your own needs. And we do that every single day in, in so many ways. As parents, as you and I, as husbands, and, you know, we are always serving somebody else. And the, then we take the time when we've done all that, after we've done all that, to really take the time for ourselves to do what we need to do for us. But it does suck. I mean, my wife was sick over the weekend and I took down all the Christmas decorations and did all of that. But that was really in a service mindset. I didn't, I just wanted to get it done. It sucked. I hate taking down Christmas decorations, Mm. but if I don't do it, it's not, no one's going to do it. And I just said, you know what? Let me just get it done. And I was so relieved after it was all over. And it was the greatest feeling afterwards. And I was like, yeah. Now I could go do my thing. But that's what we have to do is we have to get to the work so we can go do the thing that we really want to do. And that's what your business has to be. It has to be that thing you do every day so that when you're done, you could go do the thing you really want to do. And that's why we always talk about we help people to 10x and work less. That's what it really means is you can 10x your business so you can work less. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the point. It's if you put in the hard work. Okay. Everyone says work smarter, not harder. Right. And I said this recently, I'm like, well, guess how you get smart by working hard first. Right. Right. You have to work really hard to get smart yep. and then you can work smarter and all of that sucks. Okay. 
So the idea is to adopt this attitude of service and saying that, okay, there's a thing I, I have put in front of me as a responsibility, whether it's being a parent or running a business or doing that sales call or producing the work that you just got paid to do. It sucks, but that's now your responsibility. Yeah. And once you complete those things, now you can move on and have free time and additional assets to go do the things you truly do love. Right. But Adam, what happens when you don't get those benefits, right? What happens when you don't see those benefits? And, you know, a lot of purple collar work is it's a long game, right? Our businesses are sometimes a long game. So how do you know? Yes, we're talking about grit and we're talking about service mindset. And yeah, we're doing all that. But hey, we're human beings. We get frustrated. We get pissed off. And when we don't see the return, what, what do you encourage somebody to do in that situation when they're not getting that benefit? of all of this service mindset, what do you tell them to do? Well, number one is I would tell them to really assess if they're putting in the work. Mm -hmm. I know we just keep talking about this and talking about this, but when they say like, I'm not getting the results I want, you're most likely not putting in the work that it takes to do that. I had a gentleman just recently come to us and say, he's a brand new business owner. He has a tree company out in California. Now he's going to go into a gutter business. And he's really talking about like, you know, I don't know how much time it's going to take me to do all this stuff. And, and I'm thinking to him, I'm like, you know, whatever you think of, it's going to take two hours, double it. It's going to take you four. Okay. In the beginning, you're always underestimating how much time things are going to take. It's going to take you twice as long to do everything. So if you're not getting results, I guarantee you for the first problem, and not the only problem, but the first problem is you're probably just not doing it enough, meaning either as the frequency in the day or doing it enough as the consistency, the duration that it takes. You don't make a day or two of sales calls and all of a sudden you have a business. It takes you months and sometimes years to do this. Mm-hmm. So David Goggins has, a, has an amazing quote that he says or kind of motto that he uses. And it's called perform without purpose. Mm. And he's an ultra marathon runner guy, endurance athlete, like crazy. Amazing. If If you don't know who he is, check out David Goggins. A little brash, but... My gosh, where he's come from and where he is unbelievable and something everybody I think should look at and understand how did he get there? Because this is what I'm talking about. That guy embraces do the suck all the time. Mm. And the idea behind this is when I forgot where I was going with it. Now I got so excited about David Goggins. <laughs> I forgot my topic. Perform um, for perform with without purpose. Thank right. you. So he has this thing called perform without purpose. And what he says is he's like, okay, so he's training for a race that's 200 miles long, which is unbelievably crazy. And he's like, okay, I have to run a marathon every day and then I'll run 50 miles, 100 miles. And he's like, I'm doing all this because there's a date in the future where I'm going to run this race. And let's say it's 30 days away, I'm going to run this race. That's the purpose. He's going out there and training all the time. What he says is when that race is over, you continue to train the same way with no purpose. There's no race. Okay, there's no race to be had now, and I'm going to continue to train. I'm going to continue to perform. And the reason why is he's like, the race is not the purpose. You are the purpose because you can do this work. You have the responsibility that you've adopted to do this work because one day you're going to need to have done that. Even if there's no purpose right now, you're going to need to do these things. So when it comes to you and, oh my gosh, now the race is here, you're already ready. You don't need to amp up your training. You don't need to amp up the amount of work that you put in. So when people aren't getting the results, they might first not be putting enough work. Okay. 
Number two is they may be doing it for selfish reasons, right? They yes. may be expecting this immediate reward out of it, and they're not coming at it from a service attitude. It's, this mm -hmm. is just the work that needs to get done, and eventually if I do this work, the outcome will happen. And that's something we call identity process outcome. Okay, You have to identify with this is what I do, the process I do, the work, and the outcome eventually will be that you'll get this. But we have another chapter of our book called Aggressive Patience. Right. So maybe you want to talk about that, Tom. You know, it's what's aggressive patience. It's trusting the process. It's putting into work every single day and being very patient, knowing that this is eventually going to pay off, that this is eventually going to give you the benefit that you've been striving for. And if you're not aggressively patient, if you don't hone your patience, you, you really can't be a business owner. It, it, it's impossible because there is such a long game sometimes. And it's one of the reasons why so many people procrastinate on the work that they're trying to do because they're looking for a reason not to do it. And they're looking for an opportunity not to do it. And the bottom line is that they're not patient in getting the reaping the benefit of all of the hard work that they're going to have to put in. That avoidance is not it's not great and it's not, you know, it, you have to keep doing the work. And that's the thing that we keep driving and, and, and moving in. And I love what you said before about, you know, David Goggins, because the purpose is you. So many people, you know, when I was in life coaching, when I was doing that before we came together, so many people come to me and they're like, I, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my purpose is. And they're always searching for this purpose. They're always in search of the purpose. And it's like in being in search of the Holy Grail. Who cares? The only purpose is you. And I, I just love that so much because it is so true. And if you refocus yourself to realize that your purpose is you, it's what's going to benefit you and what's going to make you better and what's going to put you in the position that you want to be in. But it's going to come through that service mindset. It's going to come through that grit. And yes, doing the work that sucks. So you've got to look at it as the purpose is you because it's about the benefits and all of that's going to come after doing all of the hard work. So don't give up. That's what I tell people all the time. Don't give up. Be patient. Be aggressively patient. Trust the process. Allow things, you know, a lot of times people struggle with patience because they're trying to control everything. And you can't always control everything. You can only control what you can control. And there's everything else. And if you fight so hard to control it and you try to control the outcome that you're looking for, control what the actual result is going to be, that is going to frustrate you. And that's one of the things I think we see what people get frustrated by is they're trying to control it. And you can't always control it. You have an idea of what you should have an idea of what you're trying to achieve and you should get close to it. But if there's elements of it that just make you control it over and deeper in as you go along in the work, that's going to frustrate you. And sometimes you just have to let go of that control. And that's where aggressive patience really comes in. It's about trusting the process. And trusting the process means you got to relinquish some of that control. Yeah, it's nice. You know, the other big part about aggressively patient is the first part, aggressive, right? So you're patient mm -hmm. and you're trusting that outcome, but you're being aggressive about going there and getting there. And you're doing more and more, right? And that, that's the idea here is it sucks. But if you keep doing more and you trust and you're patient about the outcome, it will come. There's no way it can't come. You know, I, there was someone who was really reluctant to do sales calls, but they had no sales team. They had no money to do sales. And I'm like, look, 
how many sales calls did you do in the last two weeks? And there was like two or three they did. I forget the number. But I was like, okay, so if you did four, you'd have a better chance. If you did five, you'd have a better chance. If you did 80, if you did 100, if you just keep doing more of that, you'll yes, you'll fail a lot, but right. there'll be some successes in there. And Correct. it's just proportionate. doesn't matter. And, and you said something earlier, with which is we're not special. Mm-hmm. I'm not special. I'm not, okay? I just do things more than most others do it, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's the same for you. If you just do the thing you know needs to get done and it sucks more than your competitor, you will be more successful. Some of the most successful people that I have worked with are not very IQ intelligent. They're just very disciplined and they go through and they do their work. Mm -hmm. And they don't do it with motivation. And they don't do it with passion. They do it because it's their responsibility. And if you own a business, you have taken on this new responsibility. And if you decide, I don't want to do the things that suck and I don't want all this responsibility, then you probably shouldn't be in business. And you definitely should not be leading others. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're the type of person that's listening to this, you're honest with yourself. And if you just can't do the work that sucks, then maybe you shouldn't own a business. Because how are you going to put be in the charge of others that need to do the work that sucks? Because you know shit runs downhill. But we yep. all do. We all have bosses, and we all do things that we don't want to do. Your staff is is doing stuff they don't want to do, and their staff is doing stuff they want to do. Which means you have to do stuff you don't want to do. But the outcome is what everybody really wants, which is to go home and do the things that you love with the money that you've built. Mm-hmm. So, I think that may be a good place to stop this time. Absolutely. What, what, before we do that, do you have anything else you want to add to it? The only thing that I would just add to what you just said is. You know, when you effectively lead people, you ask people to do things that you yourself have already done or already willing to do. And if you don't know how to do the work that sucks, how can you expect your team and the people working for you to do that work too? So it's, you have to always be an example of what you say you're asking of people to do. Because I remember I always said to people, there is nothing that I'm asking you to do that I myself have not already done. Or continue to do, because that's really what makes you an effective leader is reminding people that you've been there too, and you know that it sucks, and you know that it's hard. But if you don't communicate that, you're ineffective as a leader. And I think that's a really important point is only ask people to do what you yourself have already done. And if you show them how to get through it too, and that's what being the leader is about, showing them how to get through the sucky work. Nice time. I like it. All right. We'll see everyone next time. Thanks so much for listening. Really appreciate it. And I'm Adam. I work on the business. I'm Tom. I work on the owner. Together, we are Atomic Business Coaching. And we're in the business of helping purple-collar professionals.